0: Oh, dude, let me tell you, this is probably the nicest I've dressed on the podcast in a while, all right? Now, I know that's not saying a lot, because I wear Bugs Bunny shirts, but dude, look at this, right? The slim fit, black tee, unbuttoned, show off a little chest. The chain underneath, dude. The hair is just so eloquently groomed. A little stubble, like, I'm, I'm feeling fancy, okay? Now... I'll tell you what the deal is. I've been watching a lot of Italian gangster films, and this dude, there's just something about it. I don't think the practice that they're doing is all that great, the way they're putting hits out on people. But you have to admit, they do it with some class, the suits, the button, Like, they look good while doing it. I get. While in Goodfellas, like, all I've ever wanted to be was a gangster. I'm like, dude, I don't want gangster but i would like to just have some of that fashion you know why does it look so cool why is it so glamorized you're like this shouldn't be but kind of god it's freaking dang dude look at this if i put on my sunglasses that i've worn these yellow ones oh is this not an ensemble huh you start getting a little accent you start getting into the culture put me down at the table with the boys right Nail me in hey you get some prosciutto for me and my guys huh You know what it is? We're gonna wake him. He's taking too long. He's taking too long. We're gonna wake You know, dude, what is it about it? I don't know, man. But you feel good, a little goomba. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just feeling... Look at this. Just watching the movies. I'm already dressing, acting better. Give me some glass man. Now, surely I am in, in sweatpants, but you know a Big deal, right? It's big deal. <laughs> That's what it's all about, isn't it? Hey, peeps. Welcome back to Full Circus. My name is Tristan Sartorst. I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. Before I go any further, let me just say I'm recording the podcast a little bit earlier. Now, usually this means I'm fitting into a schedule. Things are coming up. It's getting busy. Things are getting tight, but that's not the case. All right. It's just early because it's early because I'm in a great mood. I am. And I feel like just getting a little silly, silly with y'all. So here I am. Let's get a little silly. Okay. Let's start feeding the silly geese and And have a great time, right? (laughs) So, what's been going on, dude? Recently, I got recast in a voiceover project. It's heartbreaking, I know, okay? It was hard. Ultimately, it was my decision. I didn't get fired and removed from it, but kind of, you know, let me explain. So, what happened was I've been working on this thing for months, right? And my original audition for it was kind of all over the place. Like, there was, too many different voices the guy had. And it was my fault that I auditioned this way, and then the way that they wanted it replicated was not that. So he had voices like, <laughs> and he was very squeaky, and he had more growl, is about, And he was like, oh, you know, more shout. Like, there was just too much going on. I kind of biffed the audition, honestly, and they are like, hey, we love it. So I said, okay. Now, when we got to the recording thing, I didn't know how to replicate that properly. So I would do all of those things. Like, yeah, we don't like that. Take out the squeaks. Like, I take out the squeaks now. It's just gravel. Like, eh, it's just too gravelly. Remove the gravel. So I said, like, no more gravel. Just, you know, like, all right, but that's not working either. So I'm going back and forth. And for months, I've been trying to figure out what they want and how I can make it work. But unfortunately, I was like, dude, I, I don't think what you heard in the audition can be replicated because that's just not what you want, right? I've done all the different pieces, so we had to have a professional discussion. I had to say, you know what? I love working with you guys. And I'd already done another character for the project, so it's fine, I'm in it. But it was hard for me to come to the conclusion that I just, I couldn't bring what they were looking for. But you know what? Is that not maturity, all right? Look at me understanding for the betterment of the thing Then I'm like, I, guess not, I can't, I can't do that for you. You understand? And they loved it. They loved what I had to say. And they were very honest. And you know what? I think we're on better terms for that. So lesson learned. I don't know. I don't know what the lesson is. I guess be better about the auditions. Only do something that can be replicated over thousands and thousands of different voice lines. Or I don't know. It was just kind of complicated. Is it my fault? Is it their fault? I don't know who's to say. I would say it's probably my guess. It's theirs. No, it was just a mutual decision to... split and it's hard man it's hard voice voiceover stuff is is difficult man speaking of voiceover I've been doing a lot of different works and I just wrapped up a different project that I can't speak about right now but when I was doing it I, I accidentally lied kind of at one point we were kind of going over numbers for how long the runtime was for minutes and episodes and whatever and I said oh yeah it's gonna be about five hour five and a half hours or so and she's like wow that was impressive quick math. And I brought up the calculator to do it. I didn't say anything because I just thought, well, surely who's going to fricking solve that equation that fast in their mind. But she's like, wow, that was impressive. And at that point, I had a split second decision to go, did I go with this? I use a calculator and I let it slide. Dude. I lied to the person. Now, oh, great. We did a great fricking rehearsal. It was a great recording session. And then I capped it off with a lie, dude. Now, I don't ever like lying. I'm kidding. I love it. No. (laughs) I don't enjoy it. But it's just one of those things where it's kind of lingering. You're like, oh, dude, do do I have to go back and say something? Should I have corrected myself? Is this person going to go the rest of their lives thinking, gosh dang, Tristan is quick with it, right? Maybe she'll start feeling bad about herself when she's like trying to figure out the one to Dude, how did he do that? How is this guy so smart? He couldn't even get the right audition to fit the voice line. He had to recast himself. But yet he's cranking out numbers like Einstein. So, I didn't do anything, and I don't know what to do. But I feel bad about it. Lies are hard. You have to kind of find the line, the line, and you know what is what is a lie really? What is what is it? Is it to where it doesn't hurt the other person? Because I don't want to hurt the other person. I don't think it's hurting the other person. But also, is it benefiting me to be like, oh dang, freaking big ego boost? But I didn't. I didn't have the intention of lying. What do I do, man? No wonder my hair's going gray. I'm freaking pushing myself into the worst situations. Now I get it. A lot of people are dealing with other things in life, and I'm dealing with the fact that I threw out a quick little math problem, and I took credit for what my phone did, but it's hard, man. I don't like lying. It burns me to the core. I remember the first lie I had ever told. I was five years old, and I was in church of all places, dude. The first lie I have ever told in my life was inside of church. We were going through this little freaking hallway. We were doing some art pieces or whatever. And I remember the kids talking about Finding Nemo. And they were like, Yeah, I just saw Finding Nemo. And a few kids said it. And it was the first time I guess I had felt left out. And I went, Yeah, I saw Finding Nemo too. Hadn't seen it. And I remember as my first lie saying that, I went, Holy crap, why did I say that? And I didn't want to take it back. I was like, I have seen Finding Nemo. And still, I've seen Finding Nemo now, but still to this day, I'm worried, has that guy gone his life thinking Tristan's freaking cool, he's up to date on his movies, he saw Finding Nemo, the weekend we all did, what a cool guy, you know, is he freaking 25 years old still thinking about me, because I'm still thinking about him, I'm still like, oh dude, how do I make amends for these things that have happened so far, and for your worst lie to be in a church, like, it's just the worst way to start off, isn't it, I mean, There's so many better places. I mean, you shouldn't lie, but there's so many better places to do it, okay? Because now, if you're willing to lie in a church, where are you not willing to lie? They bring me into court. I'm lying on the Bible. It's like, hey, does this even matter to this guy? He started off lying in church. You think he cares about whether his hands on the Bible or not? No. So I'm still, I'm still torn over that. I'm still worried about that guy. Like. I'm a fraud to this kid if he comes back he thinks yeah I remember Tristan he's the guy that's still Finding Nemo same time we all did no I'm not dude I'm far behind on pop culture I'm sorry whatever your name is but I know I lied to you it's hard to be fraudulent that is a extreme case there's a weird you know I would call it imposter syndrome but it's just straight impostering you know you're just lying you're just not really what you're saying you are so I don't know I don't like lying My face also gets really red. Like, I don't think I'm a good liar. I'm a good actor. Okay, I guess if I was in the scene, then I can pretend But, you know, Tristan Startorius is not good at lying. His face gets red. He's like, oh, freak. But I don't know what that is. I can't stop that. Although my face gets red a lot of times. I don't know what it is about speaking publicly. But there's sometimes, it's not nerves, right? I mean, it used to be, but now there's times where I'm just having a conversation with someone, people are looking at me, and I feel my face getting hot and nervous. Oh, frick, am I am I nervous? And I'm still listening to this guy, but I'm, like kind of tuning out, thinking about my own face right now. I'm like, am I nervous? Like, no, I'm not. Why am I on fire? Why is my body saying, frick, we're going to be judged here in a minute? I don't know what it is, man. There's something, I'm, I guess I'm just recovering stage frighter you know there's got to be some sort of group for stage frighters where they just all like hey my name's bob hi bob and they're all turned away like all the chairs are facing outwards you know like that's the kind of session they're having and each each session as they slowly overcome their fears and the anxieties the chairs just slowly pivot inwards and that's the end of the class where they all face each other and say hey I'm here and they go hi here you know (laughs) so that's where I need to be I guess like I don't feel nervous doing it anymore but I feel my body having this reaction like saying we should be nervous dude are you not freaking out it's probably because of all the lies I've told I guess I'm scared they're going to catch up with me I don't know man I don't know so the moral of that story is to not lie especially in church of all places so (laughs) i think every every lesson and every story i like to tell in the podcast i like to just cap it off with some meaningful wisdom you know because what's a story without you know a child's book ending oh so that's why you shouldn't lie to your friends you make them feel bad oh okay that's why the toad said that so anyways else is going on dude doing a lot of website design and that's always tricky i think i've mentioned this before it's kind of like the halloween production oh i don't know if i did say it but it's similar to all the other artistic ventures i take on that i just don't know how to do them you know i'm just typing in code trying to figure this crap out what if i don't dude? i didn't even see finding nemo when everyone else did i don't know how to freaking do this so something that i thought was going to be a weekend i was like i'll just design make this website be nice polished perfect okay it's been like I'm just going endlessly, this could be better, this could be better, I can figure it out, and then I learn more as I'm figuring this out, like, oh, I can go back to the other thing, I can make that even better, so it's an endless cycle, I guess, of bettering yourself, but at what cost, I can't stop doing it, I just keep on updating, it's like my main job is updating a website, for me, I need someone else doing this, so it's a lot of work, and I'm trying to build my portfolio for my voiceover page on the website, you can go to the website right now, tristansortdwarfs.com, podcast. everything's already up there, So yeah, I'm trying to get clips and stuff for my portfolio. And that's always difficult because I'm tracking people down and I have all the clips and all the audio of things. And right now I'm trying to get one from a short film I did. I can't remember if i mentioned this on the podcast, but I played an abusive father in one in like a little short film and that was a fun role. It was cool. Although I think I don't, again, if i mentioned this or not, but when I got cast, like you are so freaking believable. I can't believe how realistic this is <laughs> like. Why? Okay, you're welcome. Um yeah, it's not okay. Thank you, I guess. You know, it's hard because it's you're playing so good at being a bad guy. And that's difficult, but I'm trying to get that clip and you're just tracking down people and pestering them over. Hey, can I use this? Does it work? Is it out? I'm like, hey, we're doing, you know, I just, I don't ever want to be a problem to people. You know, I don't want to be blowing up someone else's phone and, and I'm always thinking perspective, you know, of other people. That's why I'm so genuine and polite, I think. But, you know, when I see someone in the store, I'm like, oh, what's that guy going There, What's his favorite snack? What's his job? Who's he going home to? Is he stressing? So I'm always kind of putting myself in their shoes, in their sandals, whatever footwear they have on. I'm putting it there. So when I contact these people, I'm putting myself in their shoes. I'm going, is someone asking me, pestering me multiple times about this going, what? You think this is just easy? Like we can just get this project finished overnight? Do you have any idea what this is? How disrespectful of this kid, huh? Stop blowing up my phone!" I'm like, "Ah, yeah, okay. I'm not going to say something more. So, with one of these projects that I just did get the clip for, it's taken me like two years. I've just been knocking on the door. Hey, sorry, sorry, sorry. But it's hard, dude. So, I've been getting all the clips. been having a time, man, and and being an abusive father, I guess. I'm better at being an abusive father that I did not get recast in than this, like, just ogre-ish character. They're just kind of, hey, you know, what's that? And he's like, ah, you know, you're better as an... Grumpy old man. Speaking of that, dude, I talked about my gray hair on the podcast the last episode, and I capped it off by saying I was over-exaggerating a tad. But I do want to mention that I'm trying to reverse it, freaking gosh dang it, all right? So let me tell you this. I don't know what the science is. I've seen some people say you can't. say some people can't. I don't know if it's a melanin, a vitamin, mineral stress. I don't know how it happened. Could it just be genes? But I have now decided I will dedicate the future of my life to reversing said change. Okay? Again, might not be possible. I might die pursuing this cause. And you know what? If I don't reach it, who cares? I'll die with a purpose, okay? I'll die trying to strive for something better than anyone ever has. I'm not going to phone it in like all these other elderly people. I am going to be one of the elderly people seeking to reverse time. Sorry, microphone. You just got clocked. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, worst case scenario, I guess I die fighting for something, you know, and very healthy. So I'm taking all my multivitamins, water uptakes, gun up, fruits, vegetables. I'm, I'm in it, okay? So I'm a very very healthy and I don't know what's another word for healthy I'm just on top of things okay what the frick is another word for healthy is there think of one say it out loud now email it to me and I will report it in the next episode where I say how embarrassing it was that my memory has gotten worse in my old age but anyways yes I am trying to reverse it I don't know if it's gonna work But who cares, right? I'm just, I like chasing something. Whether the dream is catchable or not, isn't it just the best to be in pursuit? Why pull over and park? At least drive somewhere. If I never make it to Disney World, at least I'm going to see a lot of freaking landmarks. I'm going to see stuff. So, that's where my head's at. And other than that, dude, Mother's Day was this Sunday. You know, I didn't get my mom a card or a gift. I didn't realize that my brothers were... Okay, there needs to be a group chat. There needs to be communication, by the way. Okay, guys, if you're listening to this, next time, say something, all right? Now, I'm still living with my mom, and I'm hugging her, and I'm loving her, and I'm telling her she's fantastic every single day. I don't think I should have to write a card, like, because you guys don't share affection like I do. But if you're going to give a gift, okay, let me know. Let me be part of it. Let me sign a name. You know, let me do something. I think it's a little disrespectful, honestly, to outdo someone without giving them a chance to fight. That's not okay. Also, my brother, I'll get to this later, I guess, but my brother freaking with his gift that he gave her, he took freaking part of my gym equipment. I went out there to work out the next day. I was like, where's my weight belt? Where's the chain? Why? He made a hammock and he took it and tied it up and then took our, our swing from the backyard and did the thing. I was like, what are you doing? I feel like I should have got to sign the name on that one. You know, how's that fair? You're taking my stuff. I, I, want, I want half gift. All right, so to mom, just to let you know, some of that stuff I had a part in, all right. But I didn't get her a card because I said my my sweet, loving praises here on the podcast, and it was great. Again, I love my mom, and I still love my mom, and I will always love my mom, and all the mothers, really. Okay, I mean, I'm not gonna love all the mothers. Some of you mothers, you know, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, for Mother's Day, it was it was good. We went to church to start off. It's always very packed. I don't remember if i talked about this on the podcast as well dude is my old age getting worse i don't know but i don't like that in church our pastor keeps going you know what we need to try and recruit more christians to get in here and fill the church dude no all right this parking lot is packed how dare you say we need to get more christ followers all right Build bigger building if you want more we are having different traffic cops cones there's like 18 people out there that are just volunteering to try and help move around we can't have more people you're already parking a quarter mile in the woods it's not okay so you know what i like the idea of what he's shooting for but take note okay go out in the parking lot we don't have a pastor's parking spot like you do you don't get right there we struggle so anyways Parking there is always interesting because people have to act Christian, you know, whether you have Road Rage or not outside of Sunday morning. You kind of have to be like, Yeah, you know, go ahead, go ahead. No, oh no, me, you go first. I don't care. I've been waiting here for seven lines already. So that was cool. Eventually we got inside the building. And man, I was having a weird hair day. Okay, it was one of those things where while he was talking, and he was doing his sermon. I would have loved to be paying attention more than I did, but I was like checking the shadow. This side of my head was fluffing out. Okay, it was just big and poofy, and this side nicely tight and combed. Like I ah, freaking gotta! I couldn't get it to stick. It's like the sun had just frizzed up one side of my face. I'm like, God, oh, come on, come on, dude, come on! Eventually, I couldn't do it. I, I assume halfway through the sermon, again, wasn't paying attention the greatest. But I decided if I can't make this better, I got to make this side worse. Okay, I'm a symmetrical guy. And I don't know how that philosophy applies to real world life. You know, it's it's not the best. It's kind of like, oh, I can only find one dress shoe. So I'm just going to wear the clown boots. Okay, I can't I can't be nice on both sides. So I'm just going to make it bad overall. You know, oh, I can't find my socks. Whatever, I'm going barefoot. You know, so <laughs> my hair is <was> just <sighs> out both sides and maybe it's ridiculous but at the very least it was symmetrical and i thought it was classy so after that church they played some new songs and this bothered me a little bit because if you're going to play new music in the church all right i'm saying this to all the worship leaders say that okay? okay i need you guys to announce hey we've got a new beautiful song coming up it's new we have not played it yet because if you don't all of us we're sitting in there thinking, gosh, dang it, am I a, freak, a sinner? How do I not know the words played? There's no classics. There's no going off. You know, and I can't tell who's singing, who knows the words or not. So, I'm, oh, geez. Oh, geez. What's wrong with me? I got to get back in the Bible. What? I don't, I don't, I'm not, i do not am not i am not even up to date on church music, on the hymns, huh? You know how bad that makes people feel, especially on a Mother's Day when other people come in for sometimes their first time in a long time, like, dude. What happened to open the eyes of your heart, Lord? You know, do people even re- quote John 3:16 still? That's the equivalent of reading a passage out of the Bible that hasn't been heard yet. Like, oh yeah, in Second Peter, you know, he cannonballed off the side, and the people went crazy, dude. You're like, how how far behind am I in my faith? That's how it made me feel. So, <laughs> I was very upset. No, I wasn't, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. Then we got home and my brother, one of them, was severely late. Okay, I'll call you out. I don't care. I mean, they're both kind of always late and we planned for that. We're like, hey, be here at ten A. M. actually for one PM. So one of my brothers, they showed up, you know, basically on time. And my older brother, dude, they just he can't he can't show up. I don't some people just don't have watches or phones or clocks or the sun. I don't know. So they're always about two to three hours late, and that's fine. You know, it doesn't really bother me that they're late. What does bother me just a little bit, though, is that now we're about four hours into the party. They show two to three hours late. They've only been there, and I think they feel guilty about it, so they stay later. So by the time everyone's packing up when we're getting out of there, long parties going on, we're burnt out. That's enough socializing. Okay. They stay two to three hours late to make up for it. So now I'm like, right. okay, you know, nothing to do. Hosting ability's gone. I got no more bread for you. I got no more snack. You know, I can't be keeping up this facade. So they really just stick around. And, and that's okay, dude. I love the family. But you have to understand something. If you no longer live in the house, people can't really relax and just go lay down. We feel like you have to be attentive. Oh, we have company now. You're not just family. This isn't just a visit. You are company so i'm sticking around i'm trying to talk and i gotta make jokes like i've already went through all the pages that i have i only had so many punchlines prepared i didn't prepare for an eight hour party. so anyways that's when i did go kind of like separate like all right they're gonna stick around and do whatever and that's when he freaking stole all my stuff and put out the gift so anyways that was cool man <laughs> What else is happening in the world? What time is it? How long have we been going? We've been going a decent bit. Um, oh, that feels good to say still, dude. Yeah, I recently went to the store with sandals on, barefoot. Now, I tell you this because I routinely make fun of other people that do it. You know, I don't think you should ever be barefoot unless there's a body of water within 60 feet. Okay, I think that's wrong. I think that's gross. I don't want to see your hoofs In the grocery store. But I was running late. I had some voiceover stuff to do. And look, again, I'm going to be hard on myself because that's not an excuse. All right. If you can put sandals on, put a sock on. But I messed up. I'm admitting fault. All right. Because there's a lot of lies that I've told and I haven't come clean for. I will. Take accountability here today. I walked through the grocery store barefoot and the whole time, dude, I was embarrassed and ashamed and nobody looked at me weird because you guys are all freaks, and you think that's okay. But I walked through that store ashamed like I had a freaking dunce hat, like I had just done the most horrible deeds ever, like I was just gotten out of prison, like I had one of those shirts like, hey, just got out of jail and like, oh, geez. It's hard. It's gross, dude. You cannot have your freaking toenails out in the produce aisle. That's not okay. So, I've been disgusted with myself for a long time, but this is this is a good this is a good episode. It's good to be lethargic and just kind of come clean about some things, dude. So, I'm enjoying it. I will say the podcast, it's gotten an uptick in audience and you guys watching it. It's fun listening to people quote the show to me. However, the little caveat is that this is just more of a creative outlet, that sometimes I forget I'm, I'm constantly posting and marketing as well as I do, and people say something. And my first thought is, what? Then it goes to, how'd you know that? Then it goes to, oh, he agrees with me. And then it goes back to what? And then they say, like your podcast. Like, oh, geez, yeah, because I'm just throwing my thoughts out there. I'm like, are you reading my mind? Ah, you know, it's kind of scary. It's like, it's like a journal in a way. You know this podcast. So if you write something very private and funny or scary or sad in your diary, and then the next day your mom's like, "Oh, you're really dealing with that, huh? You know, you're going through that. You don't need to be eating any cleaners." Like, what the? You've been snooping? Like, oh, oh, no, it's online. My, that's my bad. So <laughs> just a little bit. If someone quotes something that they think is funny on the show, I'm like, "Hey, you've been watching me, huh? You know." So it's great. It is awesome, man. Other than that, I am trying to get my own car insurance right now, and I originally I was just went across a bunch of different companies and whatever, and I did quotes right. You sign up, hey, this is my accidents, my driving record, tickets, whatever. None of it, I'm clean, and checking out all the quotes and what the coverage is. What I did not realize that when doing that, I had now invited all the people. They just blow up my phone. Like, I'm the most popular kid. We want your business so bad. So every single one of them is constantly blowing me up. And State Farm is the most persistent. Okay? And you guys know it. If anyone's out there, if you work for State Farm, you guys don't give up. And I respect that. But stop. So this had gone on. I'd say, stop. Thinking it's just an automated message. No more. No more. They keep coming back. More emails, phone calls, voicemails, texts. All of it. Now, what I had done was the last message that they just sent. They were like, "Hey, so we're looking of a quote, you know, like forty-five, fifty dollars, right? How's that sound?" And I decided to haggle a little bit. Now, just a, just a little minor haggles, what is okay, you know. Typically, what you do with a sale, and you shouldn't do that. I don't think, in you know, government and all these kind of bigger bigger purchases. But the reason I was trying to haggle was that it can be taken insulting in a way. You know, you can offend someone. And I was trying to offend. I wanted them to say, hey, how dare this guy try and belittle our prices. So like, hey, 45, 50. I'm like, hey, can you do $33? Thinking they'll just shut it down. Like, all right, cheapskate over here. You don't want to pay a penny. They follow back. And like, All right. Okay. Well, uh, what the heck? I didn't know you could haggle with insurance people. Now, as fantastic as that is, and I have a meeting with them tomorrow. We're going to talk it out. Hopefully, I get this thing for the low, low prices. Part of me is superstitious thinking, how good can the insurance be if you're willing to drop about 20 bucks on a dime, huh? You know, how, how good is it? What's up with your deal? Why are you willing to go so low? Okay, I think it's just the superstition has an Italian in me. I don't know if all Italians are superstitious. That's just something I, I, I do. I claim a lot of things when I just do something. That's like, yeah, you know, Italians, just what we do is what we do. Other Italians might be like superstitious. What? No, we forget. hey whack them. you know, like they don't <laughs> get superstitious about stuff, but maybe they do. You know, I'm not totally up to date on all my Italian culture. The few things I do know about us Italians is one. We do not mind our business at all. Okay. They have to critique. They have to talk about, they have to acknowledge everything. Two, love to gossip, okay? Now, you might not know this, not being around the family table, but stories and gossip, it's all a part of it, okay? And sometimes it's bad, sometimes, actually, it's it's mostly, it's always bad. It's always kind of in the ridicule area. And if you think we don't do it about you when you're gone, we're chirping. OK, so there's always something there's gossip. Hey, you got the juice on that? Yeah. Did you hear about what she did? Are you kidding me, dude? Listen, just listen to my mom's phone calls. You know, you're saying, oh, geez, what's going on over there? There's just stuff about this is what they do. They don't mean no harm, but it's just it's just a conglomerate. right? It was the social media before social media. They talk. They chirp. So that's what I know about Italians. And also, furthermore, I think I heard a quote recently by another Italian. And he said, Rocky's not just a movie, it's a documentary. And I think that's the way all Italians do look at the movie Rocky. It's like, yeah, that is one of us. That's our guy, and that could be me. You know, I look at Rocky like, hey, of course I could be Rocky. Sylvester Stallone's one of us. And furthermore, on top of that, when I was about eight years old, my grandfather used to tell stories about Rocky. And I was not aware that there were bonus features or behind the scenes for movies. So he was telling stories about, oh, yes, Sylvester Stallone. He was going through this. He wrote this big story and he had a fallout with this guy. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, I'm listening carefully because I'm thinking he's telling personal stories that he knew Rocky. So part of me to this day, right, this was freaking, uh, what did I say? It was eight, eight 16 years ago. Maybe my math I should have brought my phone out, but then you would have known I was a liar. So anyways, part of me to this day sees my grandpa and I think, yeah, he knows Rocky. And my brain has to kind of switch it off because I just recently discovered that he doesn't. <laughs> but he knows some famous football players that went to the similar high school. Like, oh, well, if he knows that, of course he's telling the truth about Rocky. He knows Rocky. Rocky's one of us. Rocky! You know, we quote it. We all want to be Rocky. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So, yeah, I <laughs> I don't know if they're superstitious or not. I am a little bit. I don't know if they would all be as skeptical on the car insurance but you know what as Italian what's going on here right so that's what the deal is also there is a bad stigma I guess with Italians as nice as I was saying they dress like the mobsters at least the one time I have had somebody look at me bad because I was Italian is when I was doing life insurance last year and I went in there and as time has gone on I've come to embrace the Italian in me, you know because it's just learning you know I guess as you're older and you're looking for more identity. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, you start dressing different. You're like, everywhere I go, I can smell the pasta boiling. You want to start making your own posada But anyways, I was doing the life insurance, and I was talking about how I was Italian. And she like freaked out. Her eyes are kind of bugging. And she was like, yeah, I was I was married to an Italian. And I was like, oh, cool, you know, thinking we're going to talk about, you know, bocce ball or something. And she's like, yeah, he freaking threatened to shoot me. Roll me up in the carpet, throw me in the bottom of the lake, and I'm like, ah, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, well, you mean obviously you know." It's like, "No, no, I don't know." All right, I like, I like meatballs and then marinara. What are you talking? Did you report this guy? So, I don't know if I'm accidentally exposing some of the gangsters, but hey, I'm one of you. Okay, I'm one of you. Don't get me like the chair. I'm looking. I'm looking at that. Okay, so, anyways, yeah, I was very taken aback that someone would look at me like I had the potential to be a criminal, although, again, as nice as they dress, slightly flattering that they're like, hey, you could be hanging out with Joe Pesci, I'm (laughs) like, hey, no, but, you you know. So anyways, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. I think I just love being Italian. I've come to love it more. I don't know if they're superstitious, but I'm going to get this car insurance haggling on. So, moral of the story, of all the stories, really, is I'm trying to reverse my gray hair, never quit, don't lie, and if you're Italian, just embrace the culture. And sometimes, if it's wrong, it's wrong. So, I don't want to be like, hey, you don't open the door for me? Yeah, and of course not, I'm Italian. Like, oh. So now they report back to the other Italians. Like, yeah, I heard you guys don't open doors for people. Tristan say he does that because he's Italian. He's rude. It's like, ah, frick, frick, somebody teach me the customs faster. I need, I need more. I got to be on. I can't be badly representing people. So, guys, thank you so much. This has been Full Circus. Thank you for having a silly, silly time with me. I love being here with you guys, and I hope to see you again next week, and we will have a more silly goose time. But who knows? Maybe I'll record another episode tomorrow. I just like doing it. Is that okay? And if you're going to quote something to me, kind of like the church song, and say, hey, this is a new song. Say, hey, podcast quote. Come, Don't stutter your words like that. I'd be like, are you okay? If you come up to me like, hey. Let me talk to you about the podcast. And then say the thing like, oh yeah, you know, don't scare me like that. So guys, thank you so much. I love you. I'll see you in there. hoo. <laughs> Forget about it.